Welcome in to another episode of the West Life Podcast. I am your host, Josh Barnett, formerly known as Josh Barnett. That's right, you can't uh, terribly take me to court if I go under an alias. Maybe that's a, um, a good way to get around all this. But uh, we are brought to you by Holman Barnes Group, which includes West Ashfield League, the best place to watch the game live and loud, uh, you, or games rather. You've got the girls and the boys back-to-back, which we are previewing tonight. So head out to West Ashfield. Leagues Club on Saturday afternoon. Maybe have a lunch, have a pizza uh, and a skew- couple of skewies and watch the girls and the boys go round. Um, at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter, I'm assuming maybe we'll have a few new listeners or first-time listeners. People um, may have read about this little show uh, in the media or heard about it in the media this week, so maybe we might have a few new people. So please... Uh, if you want to support the show, please at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and there's a link on those profile pages where you can find everything, uh, all our pipes for the podcast itself, our YouTube channel as well. Shouts to all the people watching us live again, our regulars uh, steaming in. Thank you, we love you guys as well, and we love our Patreon members who have been. Um, you can imagine our Patreon. Discord channel has been pretty, um, pretty fiery, or well, not fiery, but uh, constant, constant banter and lots of, um, lots of discussion this week. Uh, but what's happening in the news? Patreon.com forward slash Westlife. If you want to take part and support the show, um, we might need a little bit, yeah, as much support as we can get. But in all seriousness, uh, we just want to talk footy. Uh, yeah, eventually get back to talk about hopefully the West Tigers pulling an upset against the Chookies this weekend. And Mr. Bashara, or as uh, Dean Ritchie calls him, Mr. Bacara. Uh, it always sounds a bit Italian. Roberto Bacara, how are you on this Wednesday evening? I'm excellent. Thanks, Josh. How are you? Uh, good evening, listeners. Uh, yeah, it's been an interesting 48 hours to say the least. Uh, just like to say a quick thank you to everyone that's reached out to you, Aaron and myself and everyone involved at Westlife Podcast. Really appreciate messages and the likes and the comments. And, you know, I think I've tried to get back to everyone, but if I haven't and I've missed you, I apologize. But uh, yeah, look, it's been, it's been interesting, but um, yeah, we should thank, uh, we should thank someone for bringing a lot of traffic our way. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Jason just realised that as isn't here yet. He's on his way. He's, he asks, is he, yeah. has he been taken out? Um, no, he hasn't been taken out. He's his dinner. There's a whole uh, pizza gate with uh, with as tonight. So I'm sure he'll explain when he comes on the show. He we we didn't want him to come on the show hungry. So there's a bit of an issue with his with his dinner right now. He'll be on hopefully uh, in the next ten minutes or so. We'll see how as goes. He can. Yeah, get some food in his belly and then come on the show because we don't want him. We want him to bring the energy tonight. So get those calories into your ass and then uh, jump on on the show. And let's get started with the slide up there for those watching live. Uh, oh, first, let's talk about our sponsor, West Ashfield. So as I mentioned at the start of the show, um, yeah, get out to West Ashfield on Saturday afternoon to watch the girls and the guys. We love our friends at West Ashfield. We've got the Garden Bistro there, pizzas there, 
uh, Rob will attest, as well as when he gets here, his pizza tonight isn't from West Ashfield. You can be assured they do not make mistakes with their pizza, like whoever, whatever rubbish pizza as is ordered tonight. I'm sure nothing in all seriousness, Garden Bistro, fantastic pizzas at West Ashfield or walk on for a Chinese feed. So head off to West Ashfield, uh, watch the footy on the massive screen, like literally cinema-sized screen. For more information, holmanbarnesgroup.com.au. Holman Barnes Group, bringing people together. Okay. Uh, yeah, the whole elephant in the room. So we'll talk about our last 48 hours, quite last 48 hours, Rob. Obviously, you mentioned that, um, yeah, I want to say as well to all the people that messaged me, it was quite funny. Uh, people like family members and friends would message me links to news articles and say, hey, have you seen this? And it's like, do you think you're the f- – you messaged me at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon when I went live that morning. Do you really think you're the first person – to uh, inform me that our names are in the newspapers. But, yeah, it's uh, Rob, you got um, credit to, was it Dean Ritchie that you spoke to and got to put your side of the story and that sort of thing with him in the the Telegraph side of things. But we're in, yeah, I know Nine picked it up. And so did, um, what do you call it? Sydney Morning Herald, our friend, Another friend of the show in uh, Michael. I always get it mixed up. Which which MC was it? Chamis. Yeah, by Chamis. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't want to get get the name wrong. Uh, and I also heard this morning the big breakfast with Laurie Daly, Michael Clark, and uh, who was the other host on that? Heard they were talking about us as well. I know Michael Clark. Uh, West Tigers fan, he got a little bit fired up and without actually hearing what we actually said, exactly. kind of, yeah, was... Exactly. Everything yeah. he said was right, but he hadn't heard what we said, so... Yeah. Oh, here he is. The pizza the pizza man is here. As we're just discussing pizzas at West Ashfield, I bet you the pizza... Oop, have, have I lost you there, Josh? We, we lost you. Well, you know what? I don't think anyone wants to talk about the pizzas anyway, do they, Aaron? <laughs> oh, probably not. It's been a bit of a bit of a hectic day, hasn't it? Or a hectic week? No, uh, hectic forty-eight hours. But um, look, while while Josh is frozen, I should um, just give a big thank you to Dean Rich uh, for doing what he did, uh, getting both sides of the story, and uh, and thank Michael Shamus because one of our uh, friends on Twitter, Bradders, I tagged a whole bunch of uh, journalists on Monday night after the show. And uh, Shamus was one of them, and he tagged it. And Shamus rang Lee Hedgepentelis and got his side of the story and and put it online. And then I, I sent Michael a DM and kind of said, "Hey, mate, there's two sides to the story. Do you do you want to get our version or not?" Um, and Michael Shamus was uh, really mm. courteous and friendly about it. Um, took our views, as you can see on the screen there. Uh, we got our quotes in. We had our say. And uh, he said, mate, he goes, I've got no beef against you guys whatsoever. I'm just a journo. And he said, look, he goes, enjoyed having, enjoyed being on the pod last year. And he said, happy to come back on anytime we want. So yeah, cool. Uh, he's a legend. Chamus to do that. He's a cool bloke. Yep. Um, do you want me to read through what you said in the paper here? I'll. Uh... Well, I can't, I can't read it on the iPhone. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be Mr. Bakara 
so you said Westlife is a podcast for West Tiger supporters and all who care to listen. We own our opinions on Hajipen Telles, which uh, we are entitled to. Given our decline under his tenure, we won our first game since May 18. Um, but instead, focusing on that, let's all be about Lee, Lee, Lee. We didn't all call, we didn't call him a rapist, murderer, or anything defamatory. The only person that defames his character is himself, in my opinion. Death taxes and Lee Hajipatelis, embarrassing himself and the West Tigers. Focus on lifting our club off the bottom of the table, Hajipatelis. Uh, I'm totally entitled to my opinions of him uh, on a podcast. I am a supporter giving my opinion based on where we are on the ladder and how we have declined since the start of the of his tenure from 9th to 17. Uh, it's just a, obviously referring to us as just a footy show, uh, a podcast. That's what we do, what we discuss. He has thrown coaches under the bus. He says we're not the ones that let go of Jackson Hastings. They didn't, but they appointed the coaches that, uh, let go of Hastings. He says things that are just excuses, but nothing of substance that gives us hope. He said there are death taxes and Tim Sheens will be coaching in 2024. Now he's gone. Um, he also said we have won eight straight, even though I made this too small for my eyes. We have won eight straight games in two years. You uh, have we- combined wins together every year. Uh, we've had to... We've had six wins since Michael Maguire was sacked. Uh, the fans are sick of it. West Tigers made a foolish decision to, uh, to appoint an uh, untried coach in Benji Marshall, and there's a bit more footy stuff, so we don't really need to finish that one off there, Rob. But you're sticking to your guns. We obviously, I just want to say again, obviously, I apologized on uh, Monday's show. I think my Chubba Chubbs comment is the one that really uh, upset him anyway. So I, again, take full responsibility for that. And stupid, it was a stupid joke for me to say that. And as I said on Monday's show, we don't think he's a bad person, nor anyone at the West Tigers Club. We don't – they're human beings. We don't think they're – yeah, any of those things that you said in that article. Of course, Rob, we just are critic, criticising the job – that they're doing at the West Tigers. And credit to Justin Pascoe, too. I just saw clips of the uh, Arsa boss this week, and he addresses that uh, a few criticisms in that. But I didn't have quite enough time to clip that because I only put it on a, a couple of hours ago. And, um, yeah, despite how professional this show may seem, uh, we do have jobs outside of this podcast. So I didn't quite have time to clip clip that one up. But uh, anything to add on that, Mr. Bakara? Uh, look, on all those things you said, I've, I've, I've got so many things I'd like to say about it. Uh, look, one of the things that we did cop in the legal note, uh, in particular to me, was uh, Lee Hadjipentelis's inability to close deals. So we, we don't know exactly what goes on there, but we can only go on what we've seen in the media. Uh, you know, we botched up the Latrell deal when Lee had pretty much gone public and told the world that he was our number one target. We want to go... I don't think it's a wise move when you're trying to get someone. You just get that person, as Benji Marshall said a few weeks ago. You don't talk about it. You just do it. You get it done. Um, I'm not attributing this to, to Lee, but, you know, we botched up the Josh Addo car deal with that stupid heads of agreement uh, thing, which obviously that had something to do with Justin Pascoe. And I, and I guess there was 
you know, a bit of magic in there because, you know, we didn't want to release at the time Tom Talao or David Nofaluma. So I think that's poor. And then obviously the way we handled that Cameron Serraldo negotiation twice uh, was really embarrassing. Um, they thought we had him. Uh, there's even a, a current board member who's who's well known, blabbing his mouth off at State of Origin. Uh, you know, probably probably had a, a few drinks too many, telling anyone who cared to listen that we've got Seraldo, we've got Seraldo. So again, there's just a bit of a lack of how to get the job done. How you know, trying to keep things privy, um, and then you know the whole thing about what I didn't like about what he said recently, especially in particular to Jackson Hastings. As a podcast, I think the three agree. The whole halfback situation is what's caused us to come last again this year. Okay, whether it's putting our eggs in the Mitchell Moses basket, it not happening, letting go of Jackson Hastings. I I, I agree with that comment, and and of course it's the coaches that decided that. I have a big problem with the fact for two reasons. One, they appointed the coaches, so they can't wash their that hands. Comment. I'll just add there because for people who are not watching the show, that's Shane uh, Shane Cohen said we dodged a bullet by not hiring. Cam Serralda, Serralda. No, no, I accept, I accept that yeah. too. But the part that bothers me, and I, and I think this, this worries me a little bit for the future. And it's just in, in terms about how we go about our business. I, I agree with Lee that the coaches made that mistake in letting go of Jackson Hastings. He, he should not be coming out in the media and saying that because he's throwing Benji and you know Tim Sheens is going now, but he's throwing those blokes under the bus. You're working with these people. You're meant to be one unified organisation. He's got no right to go and say that and throw Benji and them on the bus. If he thinks that, he should tell them that internally and say, guys, I think you stuffed up. We should have kept him, blah, blah, blah. But he's basically sold them out and made them look like idiots to the media, even though I agree it was the wrong decision to let go of Jackson Hastings. The other thing he said recently in the media, which I've already mentioned last week, was the fact that he said, you know, well, the Broncos turned it around. They came last uh, in 2020 and look where they are now. But what I'd say to Lee is they made a lot of changes in upper management and we haven't. We've had one change. We've had Simon Cook go off the board and John Doherty go on and and nothing else has changed. And then, you know, the five-year plan, the excuses he gave about fast-tracking and saying that Tim's done a wonderful job. I mean, everyone can make their own, own mind up. I don't think Tim did a wonderful job. What what Tim did a wonderful job was was shielding the media from everyone else. He, Tim's really good at talking to the media. But in terms of coaching, after Madge got sacked, we well, including last weekend, we've won six games. So I don't think Tim did a good job. I don't know if Benji's ready, but Benji is now forced to take on the role. And I think he'll be better off without Tim Sheens there. So I, I agree with that. Mm. But it doesn't mean that everything's gone to plan. And I and I think, look, he has to he has to say something to the media and he can't sort of say, hey, shit, we're wrong, we're wrong, we're wrong. And to be fair, it's not his job to actually face the media, guys. It should be our mm. CEO, you know, our CEO that you're that you're praising tonight, you know, going on behind the raw, but he's in absolute hiding. You know, he, he should be the one facing these questions, not Lee Hadjipentelis. The CEO does all that sort of talking. So I just think no matter which way you look at it, Every, everything's gone pear-shaped. Um, I, I, I can't speak on your behalf, but I'm sure your sentiment is the same as mine. My number one goal is I want this club to be successful. I know it's cyclical. I know you have good times and bad times, but we've had 12 years of not making the finals. And the, mm. last, the last two years, as I said in the article, 
our season's been over by May. We're always like at May we're mathematically possible of making the finals and need to win 14 or 15 games out of the last 17. Like we've just had no fun for the last few months. Unfortunately, we have nothing to talk about, but what is wrong with our club and what can we do to change it? If the management were doing their job, if we were bordering on the eight, having come last last year, I think we'd all be saying, well, you know what? They finally got their act together. But mm. what, have we, what have we seen in the last month, guys? We've seen, you know, the, the Fulton Marshall rift, you know, Benji a couple of weeks ago in New Zealand saying no comment to a question on Fulton. To his credit, he said the right answer last week. We've made a few signings together, blah, blah, blah. We're working together. So he kind of shut that down pretty quickly. We've heard Hadjapen tell us, confirm that Farah and Ferner have had, what, what was his word? A robust conversation after the game, which is basically sugarcoating that they had a massive argument. And they've been, we've been told that they've argued before and they don't get on very well. Uh, we've had Pasco have Benji in an interview separately. We've had Pasco have Fulton in an interview, in, a, in an interview personally. We've had all of them get together. We've had, you know, Lee do the, you know, there is nothing, uh, you know, there are three certainties in life. Like, mm-hmm. how do you come back from saying that, Josh? So what I mean by that is how do we trust respectfully? How do we mm. trust there's in future? I mean, when you say there are three certainties in life and one of them is Tim Sheens will be coach next year and he, now he's not, it's not a certainty and we can't trust him. So I think we should amend that sentence to there are two set two certainties in life, death and taxes, okay, because – he, he said the wrong thing and, and he started backpedaling a month ago. It was like, yeah, he's contracted next year. He's only an interim coach. He's only a transitional coach. What's a transitional coach? He's a coach there in a transitional period. He's not a transitional coach. Benji Marshall is the transitional coach. He's the one going from assistant to head coach. So he, he just says a lot of things and I don't think he thinks before he says them. And even today, I was just thinking to myself, guys, Maybe he does bring, want to bring all this attention on himself and us and the club. And it's, you know, of course, every time they mention Lee Hadjapentelis, they say the principal of Bryden's lawyers. Bryden's lawyers, yeah. It's always a nad for Bryden's. And, and you know, okay, we, we've probably done the club no good by being involved in the media, you know, through all this. And I, and I saw it, Dean Ritchie, just for the record. So, you know, I, I wanted, I, look, I want the club to be better. I've said that, you know, a few minutes ago. How I think the club has to be better, it, it has to change the board. It has to change the chairman. has to change the CEO. So I do have an agenda for change. I'd love to work with them, but they're never going to work with me. And they're not going mm. to work with a lot of people, but they, they don't know how success looks. They want it. They talk about it. Uh, I worry about Benji next year, as I said last week, if we, you know, start 0-6, 0-8, 0 and 10, whatever the case may be, Benji deserves the best platform, guys. And yeah, I said I didn't think it was the right appointment. And it's I love Benji, one of my favorite players of all time. He's a great guy, and I know he backs himself, but I don't know of any coach that hasn't had any experience and made it made a success of it. But now that he's there, and the and I heard I've heard a lot of good things, particularly secondhand information from Abby Corisau, who adores a bloke, swears by him, and, and you know, Appy's kind of like my my one shining hope at the moment. So I believe Benji will be a good coach. I just did, didn't think he should do it without an apprenticeship, which is 
Mm. I think it's pretty constructive. I don't think it's being biased. I love Benji. I want him to succeed. There'd be no more greater fairy tale than, you know, the, the king of the West Tigers taking, you know, the club to a premiership. So I want him to succeed. But look, I heatedly sent Lee Hadjipentelis a text after we got the legal notice. And part of that text, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to troll a bloke. I haven't texted him for two years. But given the fact that he sent me legal action, I, I just wanted to say a few things. I, I said a few silly things and gave him a few backhanders. But in part, I thought, you know what? I'm going to give him my spiel on what's going wrong. And I said, you've got to get Benji two assistant coaches that are X's and O's coaches because players want to play under Benji. Benji's got the players motivated. We had nothing to play for last week. He got the win. We've had other, you know, sort of consolation losses. Ben, Benji's getting players to run through brick walls. We, we just lack a bit of finesse, especially in the red zone. He, need, he needs a little bit of help. I, I love the appointment of Don Morris, which we'll get, get on to later, Josh. I think that's I literally wonderful. got this. I got it up on the screen now. So good, yeah, good uh, segue. Absolutely wonderful appointment. He took Cronulla to the top eight. Ironically, John Morris got sacked because Cronulla thought he can't get them any further than making the finals and getting a first week exit. Right now, at, at the West Tigers, we'll probably take that, definitely. <laughs> are on the table. So, oh, eighth would feel like a premiership. An ex-player, a former teammate, uh, you know, and not just not just what he did at Cronulla. He's been at, what, two grand finals with South as an assistant, uh, you know, with some of the best players there. So he'll bring a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience, take a bit of a load off Benji, and he's current. You know, he's not someone that's 72, 12 years out of the game, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He knows what he's doing. I applaud the appointment. It's a really good appointment. So right now, you know, we can keep bashing Lee and Justin, whatever, but, you know, we've got to give Benji a, a real good red hot crack and a chance of this. And what I love about this John Morris appointment, guys, it's for four years. Okay. And that's pretty much mm. ben, Benji's remaining term as well. So I, I applaud the decision to get John Morris. We want to cheer the club, you know, whether they like it or not, I don't care how much they hate us, okay, but we've had eight wins to celebrate in two years, okay, mm. and we have to provide our listeners with content, okay, sorry if I'm rambling on, but I, I need to say this, we have to give them content, and what's in the news every day, it's a drama at the West Tigers, and, and if, if our leaders are listening, whoever they may be, management, board, coaches, whoever, think about the players, guys, and think about when one of our players that we want to keep gets offered a contract from another club with the realisation that if they go to another club, they're not going to get the noise they get at the West Tigers every day, being in the newspaper, drama here, drama there, this bloke did this, this bloke did that, this chairman did that. I just want to go to an environment where I can concentrate on my footy, enjoy my footy and be good at my job, not have reporters come at me at the media and say, oh, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? What do you think? So I think it's really important that everyone at the club realises, stop this media fest, okay, and just, you know, get your act together because we know the talk's going to keep happening with, you know, regarding Fulton. Uh, that's got to be nipped in the bud. But, you know, in terms of the football side of it, we've got to give Benji support, like every bit of support we can. Benji doesn't, like, Benji knows what he's doing, don't get me wrong. He just needs good, experienced men around him, not people that are, you know, the only real experience there was David Ferner, 
who, who's been a head coach before. And Tim Sheen's had experience, but he'd, he'd been out of the NRL level for 11 or 12 years. So anyway, that's enough of my rant, guys. I'll let you guys have a chat and I'll have a breather and go get a drink. Yeah, I'll get Az's opinion on the John Morris thing, but I'll just add to something you said there in terms of what we want to talk about. And we've said it on the show previously, but for those who don't know, the club denied us, are denying us access to talk to either the men's or the women's players at the moment. So we'd love to have a chat. We've had former players. We've had Ciro on this year. Uh who else we have on Shane Walker? So we've previous, obviously, we've had uh, Adam employees. Barra, we've you know, yeah. Well, that, that's in previous years. So pre- previously, we obviously had Sean Bloor, Adam Dwayne, Robbie Farah, um, the girls last year, uh, and some of the girl girl players as well. Tess Staines, who's back this week in the in the women's side, which we'll talk about as well later in the show. Like those episodes were awesome and. People people loved hearing those and our chat our lighthearted chats with the players as well. Like we're coming into the off season. Let's yeah. It's not like we go to the players and say, Hey, how about your bosses? Like what do you, what do you think of those guys? Like we're not gonna do anything like that. It's just literally ask them their favorite restaurants and all sorts of just fun content. So like get to know yeah, the people. Yeah, the people like we're we're um, despite the amount of people in comments saying I've never never heard of these guys before until they read the the articles in the last couple of days, which I thought was pretty funny. But we are a voice to a couple of thousand fans every episode, so let us do some fun content and let the players talk to us, the, the boys and the girls. The girls like we want to get behind. Especially as the, their season continues right up until uh, like mid September and hopefully right into October. But as what are your thoughts on the John Morris appointment today? And how was your pizza, by the way? <laughs> well, first off, first off, the pizza was fine. Um, Where'd you get it from? Made in Domino's. Yeah, and yeah. it's not it's not the first time they've stuffed up my order down there. So if it was the first time, I probably would have let it slide, but. Second time, no, I wanted to make sure I got the right pizza that with everything mm. on it that I paid. I for. mentioned earlier that the, the pizzas at West West Ashfield are definitely better than the pizza that you're eating tonight. Absolutely they were. That mm. was that was a fantastic pizza. I really enjoyed yeah. that one. Um as for the John Morris stuff, I think it's a really, really good signing. Um it would have been nice if we could have gotten him as the head coach way back when. We may not be in the situation we're we're in now. Um, but as for someone who's going to support Benji and be, uh, I guess, a mentor from the assistant coach role um, for Benji, that John Morris is a good player for that, especially because he, he's been around the club. He knows what the West Tigers looks like. Um, he's had experience there. And like you said as well, he, he had that head coaching gig for, what was it, two seasons, two and a half seasons at the Sharks. Yeah, and they made yeah they made the top eight in both of those seasons. Um, and then even in the in, even in his third season, the timing of his sacking was around the time where they had a really bad, really close comeback um, loss against the Roosters at the SCG. I think it might have been. So the timing yeah, of that all seemed a little bit strange. And um, yeah, I I just think it's a really good signing. I think he's going to be great for Benji. Um, mm. I don't know who else is going to be on the staff. I think 
Benji said that Robbie will still be there. Don't know what's going to happen with all of that, but um, there's definitely the potential for a good nucleus of a coaching staff there. It's just about making sure the players get behind them. And yeah, I have no doubt they're going to run through brick walls for Benji. Um, I mm. think the game against the the game against the Dolphins last weekend proved that they will. Uh, thing about John Morris too, I think he's well liked by players as well, especially when he was at Cronulla. So the thing with coaches for me is you also want a coach that's attractive for incoming players. So I have to wonder, he's been at the Sharks and been at the Rabbitohs, if ever there's a player that comes off contract uh, that he coached previously, does it does it make us, Rob, a bit more of a chance to, to jag them? I think it does. Look, I think, what concerns me? We, we need to we need to get some wins. We need to have a good year next year. Like I say, it's just my opinion. Look, everything I say is my opinion. Okay, I'm sick of saying in my opinion because it's, <laughs> obviously, yeah, you know, I'm I'm actually like paranoid about things now. But if we have a bad year next year, my opinion is the Benji aura disappears. And and if, you know, then what's the point of playing under Benji if we've had a bad year this year when we know he's done most of the coaching? And we've had a bad year next year. So I think that aura goes. I think, you know, we, we need to be promoting exciting times like the club wants to say, instead of having dramas, you know, f- forget our little stuff the last 48 hours. Because like I said, if you take that 48 hours out, we've been either interviewed or in the media for the wrong reasons, probably 10 out of the last 30 days for bad stuff. Not the, not the stuff that they're trying to clickbait us about. Genuine... Mm genuine news stories and the club has to stop that. And, you know, it's honestly like the thing I miss the most, Josh, and I'm just being selfish here. I just miss getting excited for game day. I miss, you know, uh, Aaron Thompson inviting me to his wedding and it's on Sunday, August the 24th. And I say, and I think (laughs) the Tigers are playing that day. I'm not going to the wedding. You know, like my life revolved around when the Tigers played, okay, and getting on game day and just ripping into the game, whether I was at the game or watching the game and just feeling, you know, feeling pumped and excited. And I and like watching the Dolphins game, guys, I'm being honest, I had no feeling because it's a nothing game. And whether we won or we lost it, to me, it's like big deal right now. I know we should have pride in the jersey and they did, full credit to them, the boys won. But, you know, our season was over in May two years in a row, 0-5, 0-7. And, you know, there's, there's coming last and there's coming last. Like, we've really – we were last, like, out of the blocks last. You know, we never – we weren't like we've won a, our first three of our first five games, then we fell in a heap or, you know, we're doing a South Sydney. We're first on the table a dozen weeks ago and, you know, we're going to drop out of the eight if we lose to the Roosters. It's, you know, like, it's just – we've had no hope, like, zero hope. And – we want to embrace our club and, and love our club. I don't love the club. I actually hate my club. I love my team. I love mm. the players. I love the coach. I love the current coach. But I hate my club because they've made me miserable at times. They've made me depressed. They've made me cry. Embar- embarrassed. They've, they've, they've made my sons not want to go to games with me. Okay, it's mm. so like, what for? Waste of time. It's, it's killed my favourite passion outside of my family. And that's just me mm. being selfish. Now, if that's just me, 
how's everyone else feeling? And and why? And if Lee or anyone else out there is listening, why do you think we've got a big following, Lee? And why do you think we've got a big pool? Because they all think like us. If they didn't agree with what we're saying, they wouldn't be listening. You know, and a lot of people, you know, when he got upset with me for directing emails to him, the, my genuine reason was to the people who were emailing me, guys, I'm just a fan. I can't do anything. If you've got a problem with what's going on, email them. Like mm. they're the ones that can change things. And they got upset because I redirected the emails to them. And and as I said at the start of the show, guys, if if we were in a decent position and we could see that we've, you know, made structural changes within the club that have set, and what I mean by that is you just look at the, you know, the Scott Fulton role that was the Warren McDonald role that a couple of years ago was the Adam Hardigan role or the Tim Sheens role. There's just been no stability. We keep mm. chopping and changing. We had new co- new assistant coaches this year. We're going to have a new assistant coach next year. We had different assistant coaches last year. So it's just constantly changing and, and we're not giving ourselves a chance to succeed. So, you know, I, I go on, you know, with venom and, you know, from my spleen and all the stuff that was... <laughs> about me because I'm frustrated to the shit house. I have I can't even yell anymore mate. It's just not worth it. You know, like my health is more important than that, but we need everyone on that board and the CEO to not feel comfortable when they put their head on the pillow at night. Okay, they need to, you know, be waking up at 3 or 4 in the morning thinking, what the fuck can we do to make this place better? What are we doing wrong? Put your egos aside. Don't get your heads on TV every day and just say, we've got to make this place better. This isn't good enough. And and I'm not being personal. I, I had no problems when I spoke to Lee. When I spoke to Lee for 20 minutes, he's very personable over the phone. We had a really good chat. But I take issue with him because he's the boss. Right now, he's the boss. The board make the decisions. He's the boss of that board. So he needs to be the one that sets the standards. And I don't think he is. And I don't think taking us supporters, members, fans as fools with some of his comments, like he said recently on NRL 360, that everything's going gung-ho and fine and whatever. I, I don't, I mean, most people can make up their own mind, but I'm sure the majority think what a load of shit. So, you know, I don't know, man. I just go around in circles saying the same thing in different ways, week after week after week after week. I just want next year to be different. You know, the reality is with the football side, you know, Benny Eli said it tonight on NRL 360, we've got five internationals in our pack, okay? This team did not deserve to come 17th, Mm. okay? We were missing a general. We've been missing a general for the prior 10 years. One landed on our lap last year. Stupidly, we were told he was a lock and we shipped him off to Newcastle. Absolute stupid decision. It's done now. Hopefully, Aiden Caesar does the job. We will support him. Hopefully, Jaden Sullivan does the job. We'll support him. Whoever they get, we will support. We will be patient. I, I don't expect anything next to you guys. I really don't. But what I do want is I want the foundations, you know, the, 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 the cement to harden and, and everything to settle. I don't want to see chops and changes. I don't want to see John Morris's head coach mm. ever. I don't want to be 0-8 and, and John Morris's coach in round nine. You know, we need to back Benji, stick to our word, and I'm, and this is why I'm worried, because respectfully, you know, death, taxes, and it didn't work out. And and that's why I, I, that's why I don't have trust. I can't speak for everyone else, 
that's my opinion. That's my case. I base my opinion on the history of what the men that are leading the club have done. And I stand by them. And if they don't like it, tough shit. I, I love the colours. I want to see my team succeed. I want to be so proud of what they do. And and I'm still proud of the team. I, I, the boys are great. You know, I, got, I don't really hate anyone in the team. I think there's a couple of players I don't think are first raters. But, you know, I, I just, just can't believe our management has let our club become a meme. Literally a meme club and a joke and, and laughed at and... My mates that we used to put the shit on each other every second week about games, they don't put shit on me anymore. They feel sorry for me. They're like, Rob, you poor bastard. We feel sorry for you. We know how much you love the Tigers. We, we don't even feel, you know, strong enough to even put shit on you anymore. We, yeah, we're, we're worried about it. I think a lot of fans are like that. Everyone suddenly feels sorry for the Tigers and we don't want your pity. You know, we, we should be the, the strongest club in the league. We've got the biggest base. We've got so many areas that we cover. And it's just not working. And, and you know, you can't say everything's going right when you go backwards and backwards and backwards and back-to-back wooden spoons and no one takes accountability and everyone says we're doing all the right things. You're obviously not. You're obviously not. At, at some stage, you have to say we're wrong. I've done my best. I, I'm not doing a good job. And I move on and give someone else a chance. And it's just not going to change. And that's what frustrates the absolute living fuck out of me. That's what kills me. And anyway, I just hope it changes, man. I, I just think Benji Benji and the players just need to get away from management, just galvanise, just be separated from the management because they're not doing a good job and, and they've proven it the last few years. Good comment from Doreen on the YouTube, which kind of, uh, sets up what I was going to say as well. Dorian said, I know exactly what you're saying and feeling, Rob. I went to every home and away game for 13 years. It wasn't fun anymore. I gave up so much family time. My life revolved around this club. And I was thinking of there was a person on Twitter amongst all the support that we got. There's always you, it's stupid. You focus on the negative ones. And there was one person that said, You guys. Uh, not within the club. You guys need to sh- basically. You guys need to, to shut up and let let things um, be, sort of thing. That's, that's fair enough. We aren't we aren't within the club, but what we but the, the, but the three of us. Well, the point I was going to make, Rob, is the three of us between the three of us. There's probably a hundred years worth of um, not to make you feel old here, Rob, because you're probably more than half of it. But there's over a hundred years of West Tigers obsession between the three of us. Like as uh, what. 20, 25 plus years of driving from Orange for every home game to watch the West Tigers. I'm myself, I'm in my mid 30s, and I'm like, I've been known since I was six years old as the guy that always wears Tigers gear. I drive since 2005 when I got my driver's license. I, every single game, I've flown around the country to watch them, got the jerseys, paid thousands of that, emptied my bank account year after year after year for memberships. Like all that, and Rob, obviously, what five decades of Tigers fandom yourself, and being like you're there in the least. Obviously, we're talking pre-merger here, but you're there at the least clubs and talking to players and like all sorts of things. So you, people can say, yes, no, we're not uh, the club itself. We're not at Concord ever in knowing the full of what's going on internally and that sort of thing, but. I mean, do you think you're going to get that sort of pay? With all respect to Chris Warren, I think um, he does a great job and he's much 
uh, more media savvy person than the three of us. He's a, a full on pro, but he's not ever going to be able to talk about the hard issues and the the negatives. Like that, as I've said in the past, that that podcast is enjoyable as it is. It's always going to be a PR um, PR push, and also the one that for some reason a CEO does as well. It's always going to be like talk, talking themselves up. They're never going to address issues and have the hard conversations like we will. So, I mean, I'm not saying this to expect every West Tigers fan out there to enjoy our show, and there's plenty of people that don't, and that's totally fine. But, I mean, with the three of us have, I think, created a great little community here. And uh, as the comments come through, week after week with our loyal listeners and in our discord and everything man we're just we are just passionate west tigers fans that are obsessed over every single thing and as rob says it's that obsession's become exhausting as doreen said in the comments but we're the west tigers are our life and west tigers are just absolute embarrassment at the moment like as rob said people come up to me fans of all clubs i I, I kind of now miss my Roosters fan mates giving me shit when we lose to them by a, a field goal or that sort of thing. Whereas at the moment, it's just like if the West Tigers win a single game, it's like like get messages of congratulations. They finally, finally did it. So we're just, no, we're not within the club, but man, we're, we're three passionate fans and we just want shit to, we want our beloved club. The West Tigers, as Rob said, they're, they're the number one outside of our families. They're the number one things in our lives. Is that sad? Maybe non-sports people probably so don't understand that. But we're, we're passionate. That's all. Yeah, it's it's our thing. It's our love. We that's why we yeah that's why we love them. But um, uh, anything to add to all that? As before, we move on to our rest of our previous show. I can relate to how um, you guys feel when it comes to going to games or, or the like the lack of going to games now, I guess. Um, <laughs> when I At first, when I was going to games, I, I would sit there, eyes glued to the field the whole time because I was so excited. I was ready to watch the team play. Um, but a lot of the time this year, I found myself not even being bothered to watch the game at times. I'd just sit there browsing Twitter on my phone or something like that just because there's I don't feel as as into it as I normally do. And hmm. I realized that when I was um, driving back from Combank the other day, um, just how much time I'm like, not I'm how, how much time I'm spending, not focusing on the game, just because it doesn't feel as exciting as it used to. And NRL as a whole, doesn't feel as exciting as it used to. I'd normally watch every game I could possibly find. Um, or every every game I could possibly watch, I'd watch. And the job I worked before, last year before I moved to or- uh, before I moved from Orange earlier this year, it, it was a job where I could still watch every game, like I could watch all eight games of a round every round because I wouldn't be working um, at all when a game started. Like the latest I'd finish work is a five forty five on a Friday, and mm. if anything, I'd just barely get home in time for the six o'clock game, or I might be a few minutes late. But I watched practically every game I was able to. And I just don't do that anymore because I'm losing interest in it because one, our team is garbage. Two, we're in the media here, there and everywhere. Shit story after shit story after shit story. 
all, almost all of it peddled by 360 and the clowns that run that show. Um, and like other things that happen in games, like obviously bias referee decisions um, that, and it's all yeah. just killing my love of the game. Like I, yeah, Peter Landis is a bit of this. Yeah. That try that ha- we had taken off us in the first minute of the game against the Knights in Newcastle. I heard my brother and my dad celebrate that as we scored it, but I sat mm-hmm. there. I did not celebrate it at all because I was like, I know they're about to take this off us. I know they're about to find a, a way to take this off us. And they did. Mm-hmm. And at Combank on um, Saturday, we scored, what did we score? Four tries? Four tries, yeah, I think. Four, and four I, each, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't get up and celebrate two of them. I just sat down for two of them because at that point I'm like, we're just going to, we're going to lose this. Like we're going to find a way to either lose it ourselves or the referee's going to find a way to take it off us. And I just wasn't excited. Mm. Um, I probably would have this, let's say three years ago, maybe um, that f- penalty goal Appy scored. I probably would have screamed so loud. I would have lost my voice. I celebrated it, but I didn't celebrate it as loud as I normally would have. And it's just all hit me that I'm not enjoying it as much anymore. I'm enjoying watching the girls because they're playing with the heart. They're playing with effort. They might be losing, but there's always going to be growing pains for a first-year team. But for the men, I just I just don't have that same love that I used to. And I want that love again. I want to be able to sit down when the draw comes out later this year, circle all the games that I'm going to be going to with bells on and be excited for them. But I just don't know if I'm going to be able to be that way. The club, obviously try and find ways to get our hopes up um, year after year. And maybe the thing that might get my hopes up is if we have the home ground spread that we want with just the two suburban grounds next year. But other than that, I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about next season going into next season. I want to be excited, but I just don't want to get my hopes up because I've been on the end, like even in just my eight years of being a member so far in just that time, I've been on the end of so much heartbreak, um, so much disappointment. And back when I lived in orange, so many shitty drives home um, after a loss. And it just, it just wasn't fun. Mm. Yeah. Especially just further to that. I mean, not that many people would have thought about it. Um, given the fact we missed the finals for so many years, when I saw the draw this year, I was so excited. I was really, really excited. And when we won that, I know it's only a trial, but we won that trial against Canberra and the way we played and some of those beautiful backline movements that we put on. And I thought, right, we've got Gold Coast, Newcastle at home at Leichhardt, yeah. and then we're Canterbury at Belmore. I'm like, we're going to win these games. You know, Gold Coast, they lose both, both firm, uh, what is his name? Fomor, Fermor, whatever his name is, you know, just before the game. Uh, Newcastle, we played them, you know, without, without, they didn't have a player for 20 minutes, basically. And then we played Canterbury, who were just absolutely shithouse, and we still found a way to lose to them. And like you're 0 3 when, you know, you, you're hoping you're going to be 3 and 0, but you're thinking you'll at least be 2 and 1. And I thought mm. we just couldn't have had, we couldn't have had a more perfect draw to get off to a good start. And if we could just win those first couple of games, I thought we could really build on something. So, I just hope next year, for example, no matter what we do in the off-season, might all go great, but how terrible would it be if we had to play, you know, Penrith at Penrith round one and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Like, so we really, I just hope we get a good draw next year. That's really important because we absolutely missed a good opportunity this year to, you know, have a little bit of an impact on the competition. And I really think we missed our chance. I'll go back to 2020 for a second, Rob, as well. Um, The 
media and all the articles after the draw's done about how tough every team's draw is based on like last year's ladder positions, blah, blah, blah. The NRL.com app does it. Um, Fox League yeah. on things like Twitter and Facebook do it. And you get a different bit of a different perspective from each of them based on how they word it, how they work around it. And I remember the original draw for 2020, um, before the shutdown, we had supposedly one of the easiest draws. We come yeah. back after the shutdown when they've redone the draw, they've rejigged it down to a 20-round season, and we all of a sudden had one of the hardest draws. Again, in 2021 and 2022, we had like fourth hardest, fifth hardest draw, somewhere around there. Um, and then this year's draw, if I remember correctly, we were probably, I think, maybe around eighth to tenth hardest. So yeah. this draw, even in that regard as well, was a lot simpler than and a lot easier and a lot nicer to us than in other seasons. Like you look at some of those rivals that kick our ass tw- two times a season, every season that mm. we yeah. often draw like the Roosters, like the Panthers, like the Eels. We only drew – we actually didn't draw any of those three teams twice this year. Instead, yeah. we we drew um, the, we drew the Raiders twice, and they were like fringe top eight last year. Hmm. Uh, who else did we get twice? Like we got the Cowboys not, twice, and we normally have a good record against them. So we were set up for a, pre, a fairly successful season this year, and it just didn't come about that way. Dragons twice. Yeah, we, yeah, we might have had a harder draw last year, Aaron, but don't forget, too, we had, I don't know if it was back-to-back or not, but we had Gold Coast and New Zealand at Campbelltown quite early in the season. And, you know, so you know, we might have had a harder draw. They were two winnable games. So hmm. it Does a Luciano no try, yeah. Luciano no try to, what was that? What's his name? Ziggy? Was that Ziggy that didn't even check it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The referee, it but was, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, it, I, I just hope we get a, a draw next year where, you know, we can... There's no soft game in the NRL, but we can get one of the teams down the bottom playing them at Campbelltown or Leichhardt. That would be much appreciated NRL because you, you need you need the Tigers to be in the fight just so uh, you get a, a bit more of a crowd at the games. Uh, big shout out to our friends at Mobile Corp. So Mobile Corp, they support local businesses by managing their IT, their networks and their mobile devices. Uh, If you're a local business owner looking for a partner who can take away the hassle of dealing with IT issues, make sure you have cybersecurity in place, handle all your mobile device needs, then Mobile Corp can help. Mobile Corp is a family-run business and a long-time supporter and former sponsor of the West Tigers. Reach out to our mate Stephen and the team at Mobile Corp or check out mobilecorp.com.au. That's mobilecorp.com.au. A U. Righto, there is a game of football on. It was two games of football on this weekend. Let's start with the men's side. So 5.30 p.m. at Allianz Stadium, the West Tigers' first ever game at the new Sydney Football Stadium as run us through the team list. No worries. So Jareem Buller is the fullback. David Nofaluma and Junior Tupo on the wings. Tristan Riley and Asu Kepaoa in the centres. Dane Laurie in the, in the halves with Will Smith. Stefano Utoikamanu and David Klemmer are the front rowers. Api Korosau is back at hooker. Isaiah Papali'i and John Bateman are the second rowers. Fanua Pole is at lock. Justin Matamua, Sean Bloor, Alex Twole and Alex Safarth are on the bench. Atasi James is 18th man with Brandon Wakeham, Josh Felity, Kit Lowley and Tommy Talau in the reserves. Yeah, so obviously poor old Jakey Simkin with the HIA. Might have been his best game as a West Tiger last week. And then late in the game, 
uh, went off of the HIA. So him moving out means Appy back to nine and Will Smith in at halfback. Uh, that, yeah, man, I didn't think losing Jakey Simkin, with all respect to Jakey Simkin, uh, that's a big out, Roberto, with that shuffle. Because, I mean, Appy did a remarkable job at halfback on last uh, Saturday. He, he certainly did. Uh, you'd, I think it would be fair to assume that Appy would have been halfback again this year, uh, this week if uh, Jake Simkin was available. Mm. Uh, look, I'm really surprised with Will Smith. Uh, you know, the conclusion I come to with that is Brandon Wakeham won't be at the club next year. Um, I didn't think his fall of grace was going to be that bad. Admittedly, his last couple of games were poor, but I thought he'd done a reasonable job overall. And most importantly, um, okay, I mean, not that we're worried about goal kicks so much, but he's a good goal kicker, good general kicker, and his defence is pretty good. Will Smith will definitely uh, provide more of a spark in attack. He's really good at running a straight line, digging into the line and, and sort of creating that extra man. But defensively, I am just not a fan of Will Smith. He's He was quite poor when we played the Sharks at Combank Stadium. Uh, and he's obviously going to be on the left side of the ruck there. So he's going to have uh, our new friend from the Roosters, Mr. Wong, running some strong lines at him this week. And I, and I just hope he can do a job and tackle. But yeah, I think the writing's on the wall for Wakeham, unfortunately. But uh, I, I think Brandon Wakeham, overall, given that he's been on a minimum contract and didn't have a full preseason, I, I think he's done the club a really good service this year. So, uh, yeah, just surprised not to see Wakeham there. But in all honesty, I, I don't think we're too much hope of winning. I, I think I think the Roosters have got too much out wide for us. Mm, um, yeah. But we'll get on the Roosters shortly. Uh, is Will Smith and... Dan Laurie played together in the halves this year. Is this another halves combo? I think it is because Will Smith's played two games, has he? Yeah, one of them. One of them, he was in the halves with. I think actually, yeah, he might have been in the halves with Wakem for both of them because he was the number six and Wakem was the seven. I think we've had seven. Is it seven halves combos this year? Now, obviously, Adam Dwyer getting injured affects that, but. So we've had Brooks and AD, uh, Brooks and Laurie, uh, Brooks and Wakem, Smith and Brooks and Wakem, Smith and Wakem. Um, what am I missing here? I feel like it's like a math buddy algorithm. Mate, just, just I, I think I need a Smith and Wesson. Smith and is that a cigarette? That's a gun. Oh, okay. <laughs> do, do we have Dewey and Wakem at all? Uh, only in the trial. I don't, did we have it in the regular season? They definitely played together against Canberra no, in the trial, did. but I guess you can, you can count that. I guess that they did play together. So, yeah. So it might be it might be eight combos. So, I mean, no continued. I mean, it's all all down to injuries. I don't think. Well, I think Dan Laurie should have got a crack at six earlier. Laurie and, but, Laurie um, and Brooks is another one. Yeah, so, yeah. I think I said Laurie and Brooks, but I think Laurie Brooks was our best one, and it's two guys. Leaving for next year, so um, yeah, no Brooksy, no Simkin, yeah, big outs for for us. So, oh yeah, Jason uh, D says Proa played five eighth one game. Yeah, Stafford is and Mel- against Melbourne at Campbelltown. Ah, uh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we had That's Stafford right, Toa. Yeah, yeah, he's another halves combo. He was the so Canberra. That would have been, been Toa and Wakem. That would have been a genius move for sure. There is no yeah. way. Ben- I might be no, Benji puts Toa at 5 8. I'll have to count them up. That's 
between how, how many games is this? This is our second last. It has to be our 23rd 20, 20 game. Yeah, 23 so games will be this one. We might have had average uh, a new halves combo one, every, one every three games. games by the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, two or three games. Yeah, which is crazy. Like, how many teams make a finals doing that? But um, no. not many, if any. Uh, Tristan Riley get another crack. I'm happy for him. I thought he chose in good signs. Last week, um, were there Felity? 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 How do you say it again? I always get it that I'd wrong. Felity. Josh Felitti. Felitti. Josh Felitti. Yeah. Felitti. yeah uh, like, against the Roosters, a bit tough, but man. I mean, Kepa, Kepa Ola, I guess, he ran the ball well. I don't know. I just want to say, I want, I want Felity to get a, get a crack. I don't know. I'm just, I want to see. Something, something new, something fresh before the uh, the season ends. Uh, Matt Moore on the bench. I'm glad for him too. They moved him to the 14 as opposed to the 17. What that means doesn't really matter. Sean's in the 15 this week, so um, as opposed to I think he was was he the 17 last week. So yeah, he was he was the 17. Matt Moore was started as 18, mm. but came into the. Does 17. that mean you have to buy a new jersey, Josh? That's yeah, that's, that's my point. I mean, I should, I should remember the 17. He, 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 he literally pulled it off his back, literally right in front of me. So, of course, I remember that. Uh, it was a little hot and heavy what it happened to, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was nice and sweaty <laughs> when I put my arm around him for that for that photo. And that jersey has not – the jersey that I was wearing has not been washed yet. Uh, as runners through the Roosters uh, lineup for me. Okay. Joseph Manu comes into fullback replacing Tedesco. Daniel Tupo and Joseph Akusu Swali'i are the wingers. Billy Smith and Corey Allen are the centers. Luke Keary in the halves with Sam Walker, who is back. Jared Warrior Hargreaves and Lindsay Collins are the props. Brandon Smith is the hooker. Siwa Wong and Nat Butcher are the second rowers with Victor Radley at lock. Sandon Smith, Fletcher Baker, Terrell May and Angus Crichton are on the bench. Drew Hutchinson is 18th man with Egan Butcher, Zach Docker-Clay, Fatalaga Pauga, who we remember as Junior Pauga, and Nafahu White are the reserves. Yeah, a couple of ex uh, friends of the uh, the West Tigers in there, Zach Docker Clay, and um, what was that Are last one that you said? Yeah, he was in our lower grades. Pauga. Yeah. Pauga. Uh, Pauga, yeah. sorry. Yeah, they're both in our lower grades uh, last year. So, uh, Wong, I haven't seen much of Wong. Is he, did he debut recently? He's, yeah, he's been in there for a few weeks. He he runs some really good lines, and uh, he's been he scored a couple of tries as well. But uh, I, I just got to say, guys, or Josh in particular, um, I think Aaron would easily get a job on SBS. What do you reckon? His pronunciation of every name is unbelievable. Yeah. You just get a gig there straight away, mate. Yeah, so, <laughs> I think I tried. I think I said this on a previous episode. But was... Just clip some of these uh, these readings of the teams that you do, and we'll just send them into SBS for you, mate. <laughs> the next, what was the guy on SBS that read the news? George Danikian, the, the guy with the black. Yeah, George Danikian. Really yeah, yeah. Give me mm-hmm. like a a radio gig on like ABC Grandstand or something like that too, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that good. No, Rob, well, Rob's saying you need to do something ethnic based. So he's just fantastic with his pronunciation. Yeah. Love it. Well done. Um, obviously, no Tedesco. Joey Manu at fullback. Not a bad. Replacement for Teddy there. It's uh, I can't believe this side aren't a lock for the top eight. 
like they were my pick at the start before the season started. I thought they'd win the comp. Yeah, I had the Roosters as my minor premier and premiership favorite in a grand final mm. against the Rabbits, and that's completely gone out the window. So table wise, as they're just sitting outside at the moment, basically need to win this and beat the Bunnies to finish. Is that what they do? They need two from two to yeah. make it. Correct. Basically, yes, because the Rabbits have the buy this weekend, so that's a guaranteed two. Mm. Um, I think they're currently tied with the Rabbits, so if they beat us, they'll still be tied with the Rabbits, and it could be the two of them facing off next week. Um, no Latrell for the Rabbits for uh, basically that last spot in the top eight, because I think the Knights, if they get a win this week against the Sharks, they'll take one spot. Um, you've also got the Cowboys, who are in a very heated battle for one of those last two spots as well, so... Yeah, yeah they, they need to win. They need to win. Good 12-man reference by Jason D in the comments. Smith, I hope I pronounced that correctly. <laughs> Fuck off, you bitch. One nothing, nothing Australia. <laughs> uh, righto. Moving on to New South Wales Cup. So they're playing at Wenty Park. Uh, it's in the, I think they actually play in the middle of the Greyhound track now, the uh, Roosters' second grade. I remember Jack John's. Uh, playing, mentioned he's playing for the Knights at the moment. He mentioned on the the Johns Family podcast. They actually play in the middle of the Greyhound track now. Uh, I didn't realize there was. I actually used to train for rugby at Wentworth Park, not inside the Greyhound track, but I used to train Thursday nights next door uh, on the fields there for rugby and often. Uh, we've lost him right. again. Yeah, I'll play the tag there for a bit. There you go. Oh, for back. fuck's sake. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, you're back, mate. You're back. How much of that did you hear? Oh, we, we only missed about three or four seconds. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Wenty Park, 2 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, yeah, they should have Greyhound races in between. That'd be pretty cool. Have <laughs> the, uh, the dish lickers on with the footy at the same time. What more do you need? So, uh, yeah. Better with leg? It is, yeah. So twelve fifteen for Fleg, and who have we got? So if you want to see Tommy Talau, his last couple of games before heading Wakeham off to there. to Manly, yeah, Brennan Wakeham. Uh, a lot of yeah, a lot of players moving on next year uh, as well. Who the Chooks got in there? Anyone? Jackson Polo's Napa. in there. Napa, yeah. So Corey Allen, yeah. Jackson do you? Polo, um, yeah. Yeah, isn't they Cor- isn't Corey Allen in first grade? He's in the reserves, I think. No, no, I'm sure he was in the centres. Uh, oh yeah, he is. No, in he the is. Okay, named so in both. He's, named, he's named in both. That's oh, they're no, two no. Corey Allen. I, I was excited that Corey Allen was in the centres because I mean, obviously, Josh, you're 100 percent correct. They don't lose much at fullback with Manu being a fullback, but they lose a lot having Corey Allen at centre. Corey Allen is not much chop. So I, I think we're, we're going to cop a break there because uh, Joey Manu on Kapoa would have been an absolute nightmare for Kapoa. So I'm, I'm kind of glad Manu is, you know, we, we've at least nullified one of their threats. And, and don't forget too, guys, Sam Walker's got his first game back and Drew Hutchinson, who's been on fire, is now not even in the top 17. So it shows you that the Roosters are coming good at the right time. Walker's barely played all season, so we can only hope that he's going to be really, really rusty as well uh, coming back yeah. from. I don't remember what injury it was, but it was a pretty serious one. Well, he got he got dropped, and then I think he got injured in Cup. So That's right. He, yeah, he copped a massive injury, like, first game in Cup. Yeah. 
then I think uh, um, he's played the last couple of weeks in cup and now he's come back. Yeah. In flag, you can see Felity, uh, Tumas in there as well. So if you, another Kepa Ola, Polito, Petit, Pet, Pet, as help me out. Patello. <laughs> Patello, uh, Kepa Ola. It's, it's my eyes as much as my mouth. Not Younger brother, to... I believe. Right. Okay. Uh, all right, on to NRLW, uh, 3.10 p.m. So before the NRL at the Sydney Football Stadium, as run us through the ladies' team list. Okay, Batil Vetti Welsh is at fullback with Jakaya Whitfield and Josie Lanaz in on the wings. Rakea Horn and Leanne Tafanga in the centres. Pauline Pillaye Rasabale is in the halves with Lazana Lutu filling in for the filling in for the injured Emily Curtin. Sarah Togatuki and Christian Pio are the front rowers with Ebony Pryor at hooker. Kezi Apps and Eliza Cialata are the second rowers with Nevada George at lock. Sophie Curtin, Imogen Gobrin, Jessica Kennedy, and friend of the show, Tess Staines, playing her West Tigers NRLW debut, are the bench. Yeah, this is my favourite side we put out for the girls. Obviously, Bo back is huge. Uh, Tess Staines, friend of the show, you said, as uh, on the bench. And Lutu, one of my favourites as well. She's getting the start in the halves. I'm assuming uh, Curtin is injured yeah so emily's been playing through injury i believe to her hand and wrist the last couple of weeks um i think the uh, team list announcement article said for the better for the better of the team she's been playing through injury mm. um obviously while lazana has been unable to play that's probably been the case she might have injured herself in the game against the raiders but because lazana injured herself too uh did the knee and was out of both of the last two games. Emily played through the injury and may have exacerbated it, may not have done so. But regardless, she's a big out. Um, but yeah, Lozana gets a chance to shine in the halves and that's that's yep. exciting for her too. Absolutely. I love watching her play. Uh, right at the Roosters team, we won't go through the whole um, whole box and dice with them, but plenty of stars in there. Sergis and Isabel Kelly, the center pairing is a pretty good yep. one. Isabel Kelly, fellow Central Coastie uh, from, I believe I read the other day, she's a, a Berkeley Bell junior, so not far from where I grew up as well. So she was you've also got Berkeley the likes Bell. of You've also got the likes of Corbin Baxter at fullback, Taryn Aitken in the halves, Millie Boyle and Maya Hill Moana as the front rowers, Keely Davis as the hooker. They, they are star-studded. Right to the gills. Hmm. Yeah, the the top of the table for a reason. As the, what do you reckon? Are we? Can we take on this uh, this Chookies team? Because we really need the win to stay in finals cont- contention, don't we? Um. Well, we're still, despite the loss last week, we're still in fifth, which is just one spot out of the finals. Um. So it's a fourteen finals. We are still, I think, just we're on two. Two wins, where while fourth are on three, first, second, and third are all on fourth. So we're in a little bit of a battle in the middle there. Um, this one's going to be incredibly tough. The Roosters, there is so much star power there. Their centers, I think the best battle of the weekend will be their centers versus ours. Mm. We know just how talented Jess Sergis and Isabel Kelly are, and our two centers have been proving they're not to be taken lightly as well. Um, but I really think this match is probably going to be one in the forwards. And unfortunately, I think the Roosters have a little bit too much star power in the forwards, especially with Millie Boyle 
Um, yeah, M- M- Maya Hill Moana backing her up and a very strong bench as well. I think my main concern about our game this weekend is our bench is a little bit lighter than normal. Mm. Um, we have two forwards, a back, and a utility. So we're a little bit light there. Hopefully the girls can prove me wrong. I'd love to see them get a win against the top of the table. High-flying roosters, that would be great. Righto, Rob Sadamas, what's your better than... Did your bet get up last week? Okay, so we have some clarification okay, on that's, that. That's a no. <laughs> Okay, I gave I gave three teams to win with three right wingers to score the tries. All three teams won. Remus Smith for Melbourne was relegated last minute because Warbrick was available, and I think Warbrick scored at least a couple of tries. Mm. So uh, technically, we would have got that up, but you would have got your money back for Remus Smith. And I'm trying to think of the other person. Someone else was a late withdrawal. I think it was Brian Toto. We we had Brian Toto and Penrith to win. Brian Toto was rested by Nathan Cleary, uh, Ivan Cleary, I should say, and his replacement, whose name escapes me, um, scored a try in the first half. So we would have been right if they played. Um, so for your, for your $1 investment, you would have got back $1.70 as I did. So, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. it didn't quite work out as the plan, but... Uh, Look, it's was, better than a loss. They, no, but they were the correct picks. We just, you know, yeah. unfortunately, when you're going to air on Wednesday night and, and doing your decisions on Tuesday night, uh, we don't know what the late changes are going to be. So I guess we should we should maybe just say what positions these guys yeah, are. Yeah, right winger, left winger. Exactly. Yeah. But um, look, DWZ to score two tries at an absolute minimum, and I think New Zealand will win 13+. plus. That's a pretty good lock. Uh, as of yesterday, it was $3.46. And yeah, I'm I'm absolutely. You can be certain of death taxes, and that's it. Nostradamus, <laughs> Rob Sadamus, right there. That, that's my third one. I won't be going back on that one. Jason D asked, "Does it work like the old doubles for a placement?" I assume no uh, it doesn't. double. The, yeah, no, they, no, you just it, your multi. Void. It just it just pulls it from your multi, and it brings the odds exactly. down for the remaining legs. So no, you just as Rob said, it, it just. Brings the price down. Whereas I, I haven't double on the main game, but that hasn't been a thing for a while. Remember, remember those? Like Leichhardt. Yeah. That was, yeah they, it doesn't seem like that long ago. They were doing those, I reckon, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Surely it wasn't. It was definitely Benji Marshall, Robbie Faraday's. I remember doing doubles on the main game on the hill. And I've, I've said it before, too, guys. That, that, that St. George left edge is the worst in the comp. Matt Feeney is. is every punter's favourite winger because he can literally back against him every week. The only winger that hasn't scored against him was David Nofaluma a few weeks ago for us, but literally everyone goes to town on Matt Feeney uh, when he's on the wing there. So, yeah, they've, they've got a terrible left edge. Ben said in the comments that the doubles died with COVID. What, you can pass yeah, on pass on, pass on the Falouz <laughs> with tickets. Yeah, maybe. They could do... Online versions or something, I guess. Do a QR code. Well, there's maybe there's a business opportunity there, Rob. Yeah. No, no. Um, I'll, look, I'll, I'll, do, just, I'll just stick to the honest way. Thanks. Uh, look, we, I'm sure we can find a good lawyer. Uh, righto, on to our tips for this week. Uh, so, as I've got seven, I think in our Patreon comp, I've got four points on second. So, I've been reined in a little bit. But at one point, yeah. you were, I think you were like 11 ahead early this season. Yeah. 
But we're too, actually, it goes all the way to the grand final, so I shouldn't speak too soon. So uh, we've all gone the Penny Panthers uh, up against the Eels. A dollar, poor old Parramatta Eels. Man, how many of those players do you reckon have flights booked for Bali for next week? <laughs> yeah, well, at least we can say their season finished before ours, can't we? Yeah, we absolutely <laughs> can. So uh, fuck them. Uh, the Warriors, <laughs> we've all tipped them against the Dragons. That's, specials. Yeah, specials, specials there. Dragons. One eye. Yeah. One eye. Hopefully our boys don't... I know... Uh, I mean, you put it on social media. I don't think I'm revealing anything. When I say Sean Blore's got flights booked to go to Miami to watch... Uh, what's the soccer player's name? Messi. Lionel Messi. He's playing in America now. Like uh, Lionel, Lionel Messi. Messi. He's going to watch Messi. <laughs> Soccer players probably screaming at me right now. He's only the they call him, they call him the goat. Now. He's basically <laughs> LeBron of soccer. Um, he's the one. He's the one that did the arm ball, wasn't it? Maradona. Maradona is the greatest player of all time, which will get a lot of reaction from all the Messi fans tonight. Um. Yeah, don't DM me. Don't give a shit. Michael Jordan is the goat of the NBA. Well, I'll talk that about that with you if you want. But um, <laughs> on to the uh, Dolphins Cowboys. We've all if I missed. What have I missed on my graphic there? Well, I missed the game. No, we've all gone Cowboys. No, you're, we've you're all gone Cowboys. No, there's uh, eight. There. It's been a long day. Uh, we've all gone Cowboys. Dolphins again. Yeah, they'd be thinking about Mad Monday. Next no, week be, as well. It'll be a tough game. It'll be a tough game. I don't know. When there's motivation to... Same with our game as well. One if With rugby league, if one team has that motivation and are desperate to win and another doesn't, it just takes a couple of tries behind and they're like, oh, f- fuck oh, it. I well don't agree with you. I just think mm. those Queensland derbies, are, they just hate each other. They, there's just a bit, little bit of extra feeling in them. And I tell you what, with yeah. um, with the desperation of the Cowboys to make the top eight because they're tied on 28 with the Rabbits and the Roosters, mm. it does seem like the game where there's a lot of potential for the old Wayne Bennett pulls the uh, the Rabbit upset out of the hat. Oh, good one, Ace. <laughs> uh, where are they playing that one? Suncorp. Okay. The Dolphins. No one everyone bags us the West Tigers out for home grounds. I feel like the Dolphins play it. Few as well. They've only had two main home grounds that um, Suncorp. I think they might have had to play a home game at the Gabba, but they've also had um, Redcliffe Stadium, KO Stadium, or whatever it's called. So it hasn't been too bad for them. I think they one of the teams that were screwed over by the World Cup taking venues. Uh, We've all gone storm over the Titans. Uh, Titans, they're they're cooked, aren't they? They can't make. Finals. They, they can't make. It. There's only yeah. only ten games left. Yeah. Where do Titans players go for holiday? They live. In, you live on the Gold Coast. Where do you go for a holiday if you live on the Gold Coast? Uh, Roosters. We've all gone. Unfortunately, gone the Chooks. We're five ten. What's Sean Bloor for a try this week? It was five dollars eighty last week, which was very short. Obviously, should be higher. Uh, nine twenty five this week. So Steph nine fifty. That'd be Steph barging over for one. Um, I'm going to put, I'm going to do that right now as we talk. I'm going to put a fiver on Steph. That's my Josh Stradamus for the week. 
Stefan underscore try. Who's next? We got the Broncos beating Canberra in Canberra. Uh, the Raiders, which is crazy. Well, not crazy. The Broncos are tied. Uh, what tied first? Raiders up there as well for three. Uh, where are the Raiders in the moment? They're top four, aren't they? They're sixth. They've yeah, slipped down a little bit. They've slipped. Okay. Yeah, three dollars sixty for the Raiders at home against the Broncos. A nine and a half start. I mean, the Raiders. I don't know. The the Broncos really want to go that hard. If you secured top two, do you really need to go that hard this close to the I, finals? I think they might you do want first. Yeah, they don't forget first. Yeah, don't forget the Broncos. I think were undefeated till Canberra shocked them up in up at Suncorp Corp earlier in the year, and oh, also it's the farewell game for Jack Whiten and um and what's the centre's name, Jared Croker. Uh, so Canberra will have a lot to play for. I, yeah. I, I think Brisbane are playing too well, but Brisbane are missing Adam Reynolds. They'll have uh, former Tiger Jock Madden. Pretty decent halfback that we let go, um, but he'll be he'll be playing. So I I don't think there's going to be too much in it. But I mean, you know, you've got to be pretty brave to tip against the Broncos. But well, I actually thought these last three games I could have gone either way. I'm I'm not I'm not so certain of, of either of them to be honest. Um, and I'll tell you back on the ladder as well for that game. The Raiders, while they are in sixth and on 32 points. Their position isn't safe yet because their differential is so bloody bad. Um, mm. At minus 108, they could still be overtaken by the Knights, the Rabbits, or the Roosters, and the Cowboys. Um, any of that, any of those four teams, or any two, three of those four teams, even could still beat, uh, could still overtake them. So they need one more win, and they could be desperate for that this week. Mm. I don't know who they have next week, um, but you yeah, beat me to they, it. <laughs> they'd be. Yeah, they'd be pretty desperate for this win to um, ensure their yeah. spot in the finals. Uh, and at home too, so and might be home, a bit yeah. cold. A cold Canberra Saturday night. I'll try and find the out who they're going. Don't give me a sec. Uh, this is the only game we're different. I've gone the doggies at home against Manly. Manly. Uh, I've just purely gone uh, the Bulldogs. Who who knows? Both teams. Can't make the finals. The dogs are at home. I don't know. I thought maybe they'd do something for their fans. They're two dollar eighty six outsiders, so I thought, fuck it, I'll uh, roll the dice with the doggies and hope that Manly, that uh, the Manly just, yeah, just fuck around for the last two games heading into the uh, the off season. Yeah, very tough game, Josh. I mean, I, I think Manly are a better team, but I mean, you know, last week was a devastating loss uh, given the circumstances in New Zealand and, and not knowing now that they can't make the eight, that could be a massive letdown. So mm. I, I, I got no problem with you tipping the Bulldogs there. I, it's a 50-50 game for me. That's at a core stadium, so I might have to remember to lock my windows on Sunday afternoon. Uh, the Knights, we've all tipped them against the Sharkies, but uh, who knows with that one? Yeah, that's know. a really hard Knights game. Knights are at home. That's the hardest game around. Yeah. yeah two, I might, I might swing 19. a late change in that game. Uh, and by the yeah. way, Canberra have Cronulla away last round, so they are certainly not safe if they don't win this week. 
Uh, for sure. Yeah. So they they'd be def- desperate for a win against uh, Adam Reynolds less Broncos. Yeah. Would Ricky Schultz's job be on the line if they don't make the finals? No chance. Uh, he's too, he's two good mates with um the NRL three hundred and sixty guys and the rest of the media, isn't he? He's the only coach who's who could um have a zero game winning win zero games in a season and probably still have a job the following season because he's so such good mates with the media. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Wes Life. That's Wes with an S. Uh, just in case you... That's, where did I see? Might have been a child that had West Tigers on the game, so I won't really bag out a child, but Wes. I saw someone... People still, after 25 years, say West Tigers. Wes with an S. I posted it in the Discord, um, a picture of... I forget where I found it, but someone did say, yeah, say yeah, West Yeah, even some Tigers. media outlets get it wrong still. Gives me the shits, but anyway, uh, just the one uh, Discord question, and it's from uh, Ben Ellis. He said, "This is my theory on the Brooks barbecue. Brooks wants a barbecue, but his missus says no uh, because he will spend too much time with his barbecue instead of helping out with his infant. Then, when the West Tigers ask him what he wants as a farewell gift, do you guys agree?" Please don't sue me, Brooksy, as I'm not saying you are a negligent parent. This is just a joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it was just an in-joke. It's not a very... doesn't look like an overly great barbecue. It wasn't any little one. I think it was just all an in-joke. I, I honestly, of all the things the West Tigers have done this year, I think this was just a bit of a, a joke sort of thing that people people bitching about this. Um, well, it shows they've you got where... To find, they've got to find something negative out of everything. Yeah, like who cares? Exactly. I mean, Brooksy mentioned on the, their podcast that he likes cooking, and I don't know. Like the thing is, too, if you give gifts to players, too, you got to declare it as part of the salary cap. So I guess if you, I mean, we've got a plenty of room probably for a seven hundred dollar barbecue, I guess. But he actually, you can't give a player a gift and not declare it as part of their salary unless it's a third party sponsor i guess but it's a gift from the club but um who knows the club might not even check that and they might get fined for it so we we won our first game last weekend josh since may the 18th and nrl 360 didn't want to talk about that or the gold yeah. the crossbar they wanted to talk about the barbecue so just shows you where they're at good point from jason i think a guy on one million dollars a year can afford he's probably got a great barbecue at home so you'll probably just, I don't know, put it in the caravan. It's cool. I don't know. Put it at his holiday house. Well, supposedly probably... on Twitter, um, someone, I forget who it might have been, but one of the Tigers supporter pages said that supposedly Brooksy asked for the barbecue. Yeah. Who knows? But, oh, I don't know, because he looked pretty surprised <laughs> when he, when he like was presented with it. On Saturday, yeah. I wasn't so. too Fair sure days. about that myself, but it's it was it was mentioned. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. He, you sure he didn't ask for a farewell barbecue? As opposed to an actual <laughs> yeah, just wanted to, just wanted a barbecue, <laughs> yeah, like actual. That, uh, that's also a possibility. Yeah, a BBQ <laughs> with three Bs. Yeah, the other Bs are typo. <laughs> it's not a BYOBBB. Yeah, but that's a BYOBBB. <laughs> that went over Rob's head, I think. Indeed. Simpsons, Simpsons reference. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Shane Cohen, our Patreon, Benji Marshall tier member, he just said tonight, be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those that matter don't mind. Good on, good on you, Shane. Good way to uh, 
finish the the show tonight. So uh, shout out to all our Patreon members. Now our review of this game, uh, we're going to do it Sunday night instead of Monday night, and then uh, the Wednesday show probably going to do a little bit later because uh, work arrangements and that sort of thing. As I said at the start of the show, uh, it may be surprising to some that we do have jobs outside of this podcast itself and um yeah so i mean if we i mean if you're going to sue me you're not really going to have much uh financial benefit from it because yeah i got to <laughs> work work two jobs to uh just to pay a, a mortgage for a, a house in sydney and uh I put a toddler through a daycare so um but all, all seriousness sunday night 8 30 if you want to join us for our live show, I know um, we are too. We like the creatures of habit sort of thing. And I'm sure everyone, uh, a lot of you, obviously we see the same names every Monday and Wednesday. And we really appreciate you guys coming, coming back and yeah, putting comments and adding to the show. Honestly, uh, when did we start doing the live show? Was it mid last, last year, year or early? Yeah. yeah mid last year. It's, it's really a lot of fun, so um, we'll keep doing them for uh, the rest of the season, and we'll probably go into the off season as well. We're probably going to drop down. I can't remember if I mentioned this on the show yet. We've definitely talked about it uh, amongst us ourselves. So when the West Tigers season finishes, we're going to go down to one episode per week because um, the girls will be playing, obviously, but the boys won't be, so there won't be quite as much to discuss so we'll give it a week and then um discuss from there what day that'll be not too sure just yet but for for next week sunday night for the review show and then probably late wednesday night for the final preview show of the year we might even try and uh try and do an episode in the off season with our beloved patreon members maybe yeah we'll find find a venue Somewhere that has good internet, maybe better internet than I've got for some reason at the moment, um, where we can live stream and have all our boys and girls with us to have a barbecue. Maybe Brooksy, maybe Brooksy's house. <laughs> uh, right, thank you again to all of you that are tuned in tonight and listen to this uh, on our podcast pipes as well. Anything to add, boys, before we say goodnight to Big Dog and head into our Chookies doubleheader? No, just stay safe and enjoy the footy this weekend and uh, hopefully we will have something positive to talk about on Sunday night. And if we don't, then that's just the norm. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Hopefully we've got a win to talk about. Um, It'd be nice to almost end the Roosters season um, and say that we did we did that deed. Um, yeah, anyway, that I hope everyone, nice, enjoys the, hmm. <laughs> hope everyone enjoys the footy this weekend. Um, yeah, looking forward to Sunday night show. Sunshine and lollipops for the weekend, boys. Righto. Have a great weekend, everyone. And as always, fellas, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Please follow us at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. 
and facebook.com forward slash westlifepod. You can also support and take part in the show at patreon.com forward slash westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Mm-hmm.